if, if right now, because I've been at this place in my life on different occasions, if right now, yeah, yeah, but you don't know my situation. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm going to give you some pastoral counsel right now. Uh, just do something. Mm. Instead of sitting there and freaking out, uh, maybe do what we're talking about right now. Just sit down and make a list. Mm-hmm. What's under your control? What's out of your control? Mm-hmm. The things under your control, freaking do something about it. Yep. Don't, don't dance around, flail around in your feelings. Those things take action on. And don't feel like you have to do everything and right now. Do that, something though. Yeah. What What can you do mm-hmm. in the moment? And then all the things that are out of your control, mm-hmm. uh, really give those to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you need to put them in a letter, mm-hmm. right? And 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 burn it and let the smoke go up to God because He got those. Mm-hmm. Then do that. But but do something where you okay. This is what I can do, and, and do what you can, and then and then trust God with the rest. That practice, mm-hmm. especially if you do it regularly over time, uh, is the path out of uh, being a chronic worrier. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Welcome to the podcast, Chad. We are talking about anxiety today. Now, Welcome to the podcast, Robert. Hey, thanks. I've, I, you, I, always I've wel- never, you always I've welcome me. Welcomed. I know. You always well, welcome me. I'm kind of welcoming everybody who's listening to you. Yeah, you're always hosting. Yeah. But anxiety. Now, now this is a topic, Chad, that when we talk about it, uh, some people, anxiety, it's like an everyday. And then other people, it's like, yeah, I never really dealt with anxiety. And, and you're more in the, you, you've not had a lot of anxiety. That's not how you're wired and, and all of that. Uh, but my guess is you, you've had anxious thoughts. Oh, yeah. And, and maybe not anxiety attacks, but you've, you've had, uh, you, you've dabbled with anxiety. Well, dude, I've been like, I've had seasons in my life where I was, Depressed. Mm-hmm. One season in my life, I was like clinically depressed yeah. on medication. Those kinds and of things. And a lot so, of times, those two things are connected: anxiety yeah. and depression. Yeah, it's just a different form of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm wired a little different. So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily worry, but it's um, stress turned inward. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I think all of us wrestle with varying forms of anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's just mine looks a little different than yours. Yeah. So I I'm on the other side of that. Yeah. <laughs> I've had full on like panic attacks and all of that. And there was a time in my life where Lindsay and I, we had three kids in three years. And we're so we're like jumping into the deep end of, okay, oh, yeah. we've only been married for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden it was just like every couple months, another kid popped out, you know? And so we have all these kids, we have a minivan. <laughs> I'll explain to you later how that happens. Yeah. yeah thanks. Think about it. So, and we went from two, full-time incomes to Lindsay's now at home with these three kids. And so it's just my income. And so financially things are tight and we'd be driving down the the freeway and we'd be having conversations. And it was the only time that we could really talk about life because when the kids aren't in the car seat strapped in the, you know, in, in the seats behind us, we're just managing that chaos. And so we're talking about things and I'd have these panic attacks on the freeway, Hmm. almost at the same spot on the, on the 60 every single time. And once I'm like, I had to I had to get off the on the off ramp and pull over and go. I need to make sure I'm not having like a heart attack and you know I'm going to crash this vehicle on the freeway. Yeah, and and so started seeing a counselor and talking through all that. Well, then they they helped me kind of focus in on okay, what is it that's triggering these these anxiety attacks? Well, it was in the car that we'd start talking about finances, and sometimes it was, hey, how are we going to pay this? Sometimes it was positive, like okay, yeah, we got this 
side income coming in and what are we going to do with it? But just anything on that topic would trigger my anxiety. Yeah. And, yeah. and I didn't know it. It was almost a subconscious thing. And, and my body would get into this fight or flight mode and, and start feeling like, okay, my heart rate's going up and I'm, I'm feeling like I'm getting tunnel vision and I'm about to pass out. And uh, it, it's a very real thing that our, our thoughts, our anxieties, all of that can actually trigger physical responses. So Chad, be my pastor here for a moment. So if I'm dealing with anxiety and I'm driving down the freeway and I'm having anxiety attacks, panic attacks, what do I do with that? Where do I go? Does that mean I'm not spiritual? Does that mean I, you know? Well, no, what what it means is you're human. Yeah. Um, and And again, we all deal with various forms of worry and anxiousness. I mean, you were just talking about, you know, Chad, you don't, you don't have that. Well, I 100% have that. Uh, it just uh, plays out a little differently uh, for, for me. Um, well, I think you were really wise in getting some coaching and, and counseling. Um, what are some things that you learned in that, in that process? Well, it's interesting. So if you read through Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, he talks about, Worry and anxiety. Yeah. And and he says Well and, and, and pastors, I'll just apologize for all pastors and mm-hmm. priests for all times. We've we've done kind of a crappy job with that because we're like, so worry's a sin, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's that's actually Jesus was saying that you don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. It's actually a really positive thing that yeah. he's saying. And what we do is like, stop doing that, it's a sin. Yeah. Well, so ironically, when I when I read that in its context, because a lot of times we'll read just one verse. Yeah. It, or somebody's dealing with something, we'll pull one verse out and, and Jesus says, hey, be anxious about nothing. <laughs> you know, and like, okay. We're like, all right. Yeah, that's real helpful. What like, planet was he on at the time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, if by the way, if somebody's having an anxiety attack, don't just say, hey, stop being anxious. They can't control that. Like, that's happening to them. Uh, that's it, when somebody tells me just to relax. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a great idea. Why don't I just do that? Yeah, if somebody's really fired up, tell them to calm down. See how that goes. <laughs> yeah, so, so we take that verse out of context. Well, you read it in the context. Jesus is actually talking about money. And, and there's... There's brilliance to that because for a lot of us, our anxieties are, are wrapped around money. It's wrapped around stuff. Yeah. It's wrapped around security or whatever it is that, that we connect our our emotions to our, our money. And, and so he's talking about that. And then he doesn't just say, don't be anxious. He, he gives some prescriptions. He gives some steps that, that we're to take. And he says, first of all, uh, with everything, bring it before God. And, and, and by the way, with thanksgiving. And so instead of focusing on all the things you're you're stressed out about, worried about, start focusing on what are you grateful for? Hmm. And and now in, in modern psychology, we're learning the brilliance of what Jesus said in that sermon. And and after all these studies and millions of dollars and all this research, we're going, hey, gratitude's actually a really powerful tool when it comes to anxiety. And and then Jesus says, consider the the birds of the air. And he's not having ADD in that moment. He's he's again brilliant. And he says, look at, look at them and how they don't, they don't worry yet. God takes care of them. And and there's a, there's a replacing of, I got to be in control of everything and I got to fix everything. I got to solve everything to go on. Okay. There's some things I'm, I'm going to work. Birds, birds work, by the way, birds don't just sit around and worms fall in their mouth. That's really important detail. Yeah. Birds, birds work, but they don't worry. Mm-hmm. And, and so Jesus is saying, look at them. Look at this example. Doesn't God love you so much more than these birds? Again, we talked about this last week. What, what we think about, what we marinate our minds on, be reminded right now in this moment, God loves you. 
God is going to take care of you. God wants what's best for you. And, and so understand that. And then he says, and look at the, look at the lilies of the field. And man, you know, we're all worried about what I'm, what am I going to wear? You know, what, what's the appearance? What, what, what am I projecting out to the world and we're all stressed out about it and I got to look a certain way and I got to keep up appearances. By the way, that's what social media is. And, and I got to just, I got to, I got to present myself this way. And, and Jesus goes, look at, look at the fields and how God dresses them and how beautiful and, and even Solomon and all of his splendor, you know, doesn't compare to this. And doesn't God care about you even more? And, and doesn't God love you even more? And he, he's saying, start focusing on one, what, what you could be grateful for. And, and talk to God about it and be grateful. And yes, all the stuff you're stressed out about, talk to God about that too, because God loves you. Yeah. And God wants you to talk about those things. Here, here's what here's what I found in counseling. And I'm a pastor. I've been a pastor for a while. And, and I'm like, wow. So they're like, what are you what are you worried about? What are you stressed about? I'm listing everything. And this counselor looks at me and says, Have you talked to God about that? And I I just sat there and I was embarrassed. And the answer was no. I was too busy worrying about stuff to be like, hey, God, I'm stressed out about this. I was too busy trying to solve stuff to go, God, that's really stressing me out. <laughs> I could use some help on this. Yeah. Um, and I, I started doing that. And it made all the difference. And, I, and I'm not saying, hey, just pray about it and it's, it's all going to go away. Um, there, there were some steps that I had to take. And, you know, there, there, there's a little more to it. But... There was power in me learning to be grateful, learning to talk to God about the things I'm stressed about, which meant I had to identify what are the things that are causing me anxiety, uh, which even that step alone goes a long way. Th those were some of the things. I'm going to – you and I will just have a conversation right now. Of we'll, course. We'll forget that thousands of people are yeah, listening. Yeah, sure. Um, there's another angle at that passage that is what you did. It's what you experienced. I just want to make sure we say it. Mm -hmm. It is what you're saying, but I, I want to come at it from a different angle. The reason a bird is not worried is because a bird is not focused on what it can't control. Mm -hmm. A bird just does what it knows to do. Mm -hmm. It's it's not focused on all the things it can't control. Mm -hmm. a, a bird's not focused on the weather. Mm -hmm. A bird's not, not focused <laughs> on, uh, I don't know, all the things that are out of a bird's control. It's not thinking about the economy. Yeah, it's not thinking about all the what ifs in the future. Or, it's not or, or thinking. Or what if about... they build a neighborhood where this tree is and they knock our tree down? One of the biggest reasons why we are anxious and worried is we forget that we're not God, mm. and it is very stressful for a finite human being to try to play the role of God. Mm -hmm. And the reason that it is so stressful is because it is impossible. And so when we think, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to talk about your specific, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to sound so wise, but I do this too. And I'm still learning this. Mm -hmm. But, but when we think that we have to be in control of all these things mm -hmm. and we try to control all these things we have no control over, mm -hmm. of course it stresses us out. Yeah. And so our heavenly father says, you know, don't wait for your ship to swim in, swim out to the boat, yeah. right? Like, like do what you're supposed to do. But all this other stuff mm -hmm. that you have really no control over, just trust me with that. I love you. That's, right. that's, that's the point of the passage. Uh, I, I have and a then, Well, and then he goes on to say, don't worry about tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow's got plenty of problems all you on its own. You have no control that's over right. tomorrow. And, and most, of, most of the things 
that you and I worry about are imaginary. They're out, of our, they're out of our control. They're yeah. out of our control. And 90-something percent of them will never happen. That's right. And, and so we're spending all this time, all this energy, all this mental focus on imaginary things, on make-believe. Well, here's what worry is. We're talking a lot about meditating and, mm-hmm. and what we're ruminating on and focusing on and think about what you think about. Worry is simply meditation in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. If we will just to repent to do a 180 mm-hmm. and you're thinking, usually when the Bible's talking about repenting, it's actually talking about your thinking. Mm-hmm. So worry is meditation in the wrong direction. So you just think repent, just do a 180 and, and, and go the mm-hmm. go the other way. I have a friend who, uh, he's not a counselor anymore, but he was a counselor for years and years and years. And he and I meet most Fridays. Mm-hmm. We have lunch, hang out. It's so good because I get free counseling. <laughs> and uh, sometimes when I'm feeling that way, he'll say, okay, here's, here's what I think you ought to do, right? Uh, it's, it's such good counsel. He goes, make a list. So whatever it is you're concerned about. And then on one side, it's things that are in your control. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, it's things that are out of your, con- your control. Mm-hmm. And so on the side that it's things you're in control, just go ahead and do something about that. Yeah. And the things that are out of your control, just go ahead and give those things to God. Yeah. And always, it's, I was about to say nine times out of 10, but it's not even that. It's 10 out of 10, 100% of the time. The things I'm worried about, the longer list is always the things that are out of my control. Yeah. But then I'm like, okay, wait a second. God is great and God is good. Mm-hmm. And even if he doesn't play it the way I want him to, mm-hmm. I can trust him. Mm-hmm. That is so freeing. Yeah. And the things I can control, I'm going to do my best and then go take a nap. Yeah. Which which is very much the way Jesus did it. Yeah. Right? You want to be like Jesus? Take some naps. Yep. He was all about it. Yep. Right? Because he knew this is what I control and then all these things the Father's got. Yep. And, and he really trusted the Father with that. Yep. And to that point, there's this long list, right, of all the, all the things. Just making the list, by the way. You're bringing it to the forefront of your That's mind. That's exactly right. Now you right. can do something with it. Otherwise, it's just going to live in that kind of second layer out of out of that conscious, you know, subconscious, and mm-hmm. it's going to affect kind of how you see and and everything. Um, the other side of that, Chad, what you're doing is you're getting a bigger, broader picture. Mm-hmm. And when Jesus says, "Seek first the kingdom of God," there there is a there is a bigger reality than my my finite, immediate problems. There is a bigger reality to I am not a body with a soul. I am a soul with a body and there is an eternal destination for that soul. And God is doing something massive. He's mm-hmm. doing something so big in the world around us and in your world and in your life. And if you need some perspective, go read Revelation 21 of a picture of what's to come in the in the future where there is no more crying, there is no more pain, there's no mourning, there's no shame, there's no sin, there's no presence or power or any of that and and penalty of sin. All of that's been done away with. And and so that's where that's where this thing's headed for those who put their trust in Jesus. That's where the big picture of all that is. Well, gosh, that perspective, all of a sudden my little finite problems of Oh man, you know my car needs new tires. Uh, it doesn't seem that big anymore. Yeah, and and it just helps kind of zoom out a little bit instead of just focusing in on these these problems. Well, that little exercise too. What's under my control? What's what's not? One of the things that I'm learning when I do that is my feelings aren't necessarily facts. Mm-hmm. Feelings are just feelings. Yeah, feelings aren't facts. Feelings aren't facts. Feelings aren't facts. And so when I start looking at the facts. 
it, it affects my feelings. Mm-hmm. And I can step into peace. I, I can begin to trust God. I can go, okay, you're, you're freaking out to your yeah. point over something that's actually kind of small in the context of everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe every little thing's going to be all right. So you just triggered a memory that, man, this goes way back. When you first came on staff, I first came on staff at, at Sun Valley, we had these little booklets and they were these little discipleship booklets. And, yeah, and, I made those. And uh, spiritual formation, all that. And there was a train. You remember mm-hmm. this? I do. And that's the, from Campus Crusade. Yeah. So on this train, you have the you have the main locomotive, whatever that's pulling all the train cars, and it talks about feelings versus facts. And mm-hmm. do you let the feelings drive the train, or do you let the facts drive the train and let feelings follow? And and it was just again that that same idea. But it's to your point, that picture just popped into my head. Yeah. You're welcome, everybody. If if right now, because I've been at this place in my life on different occasions, if right now, yeah, 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 but you don't know my situation. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm going to give you some pastoral counsel right now. Uh, just do something. Mm. Instead of sitting there and freaking out, uh, maybe do what we're talking about right now. Just sit down and make a list. Mm-hmm. What's under your control? What's out of your control? Mm-hmm. The things under your control, freaking do something about it. Yep. Don't, don't. Dance around, flail around in your feelings. Those things take action on. And don't feel like you have to do everything and right now. Do that, something, though. Yeah. What what can you do mm-hmm. in the moment? And then all the things that are out of your control, mm-hmm. uh, really give those to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you need to put them in a letter, mm-hmm. right, and 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 burn it and let the smoke go up to God because he got those, mm-hmm. then do that. But But do something. Where you okay? This is what I can do, and, and do what you can, and then and then trust God with the rest. That practice, mm-hmm. especially if you do it regularly over time, uh, is the path out of uh, being a chronic worrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, we talked about depression and some of that. The truth is, the path out of that was the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, depression is anger turned inward. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked a little bit about this a couple of weeks ago. The reason that I was dealing with depression, it was circumstantial. There are clinical things. This mm-hmm. is not where I was. Mm-hmm. Um, there's hormonal things and all that. Where, what I was in life is that depression was circumstantial. And the bottom line was this. The ideal mm-hmm. that I had in my mind had been crushed. Mm-hmm. And so there was the real versus the ideal. And I could not enjoy the reality of some great things in my life. Because I was so mad that it wasn't the ideal that I had pictured. Yeah. And there have been so many times, because I the way God wired me, I kind of have a vision for the future and I'm mm-hmm. working towards it and all that. The way God's wired me is I, I have these ideals in my mind. A and picture gonna, of what ought to be. I, I'm going I'm to lead my life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lead all of us to that ideal. And, and one of the things that God has taught me in the realm of personal peace is mm-hmm. uh, surrender to him the ideal, mm-hmm. right? And what you said earlier, and be grateful for what's in the real. Yeah. And and the more that we can experience gratitude in the in the reality, the more that, and here's what I'm learning. You and I talked about this the other day, uh, just personal conversation. The more that I surrender to reality, the more I realize, okay, wait a second. Actually, as far as the work God's done in my heart, because all life is lived from the inside out, mm-hmm. right? The quality of your life is determined by the quality of your thoughts. I mean, that, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, the real and what God's done in my heart and in my thinking is better than the ideal that I had. Yeah. Because if I'd had the ideal, uh, I would really be a jerk, right? Mm-hmm. But, but God smoothed off some of those edges, mm-hmm. and I'm not where I want to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. And if I surrender that ideal— 
and I began to realize what God is actually doing in the real, it's better than the ideal. Yeah. Um, God knows what he's doing. Yeah. And, and we can trust him. And there's a ton of brokenness in the world and all of that. So I'm not setting that aside. Uh, what I am saying is there are things under your control mm-hmm. and there are things that are not. And most of your joy in life will be determined by how you respond to those things that are out of your control. Mm-hmm. And so we want to respond in reverence to the Lord and trust him, do, do what we can do, and then trust him with the rest. This, is, this stuff is massive. Man, yeah. if, if we could all learn what we're talking about today, yeah. man, our personal worlds would all be a whole lot better. Yeah. There, there's this principle throughout scripture and see us, we were talking about this in the, in our truck ride, we're listening to eclectic music. Um, and we're, we're talking about exactly what we're talking about right now. And this, this quote had come to mind from CS Lewis that, that the thing that's better than perfect man is redeemed man that had Adam and Eve never sinned. And okay, it's great and wonderful. And, end of story, like the Bible would be like a brochure, right? That's the whole story. And instead we have this, okay, rebellion against God, this choice to no, we we want to be our own God essentially. And then and then God meets us in the mess of all that and says, I want to redeem what what's been destroyed here and mm-hmm. what's been broken. Uh, and there's actually beauty in that. And throughout scripture you see this this God bringing beauty from ashes and you see him bringing life out of out of death. And and there's actually a a richness to that. There's a depth to that. And, and go ahead. Well, how can you know love without knowing grace? Mm-hmm. How can you know love without having some comprehension of forgiveness? Mm-hmm. How can you know love without knowing mercy? Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the greatest aspects of God's character, mm-hmm. we would never know. Yeah. Amazing grace. We would never know. Yeah. Uh, his mercy, his faithfulness, mm-hmm. Uh, his sacrifice for us. There are so many reasons why I worship God mm-hmm. that would be impossible for me to know without the pain. Yeah. Yeah. I interrupted you. Sorry. No, that's good. I I think a practice that, that I've seen grow in you over the years of, of knowing you, uh, that practice of gratitude, um, you, you've, you verbally do it. I don't. I don't know everything that goes on inside of your head, but externally, uh, your your gratitude has grown over the years. And as we talk about, yeah, life is messy, and there's pain, and all of that. There's also a redemptive work of God, and you can you can find either one if you're looking for it. If you want to just Absolutely. focus on all, all the pain and all the terrible and all, you're going to find that. And you're going to find all the ugliness in the world, and you're going to find all the ugliness in your life and your world and all of that. Or you can look for. The, the work that God is doing and you can look for the redemption and you can look for the grace and you can look for all those things that we have to be grateful for and you'll find it. And, and so choose, choose to look for the good that God's doing instead of all the, the pain and the mess of it. Yeah. Think about what you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. Think about what you're focusing on. Uh, for some of you, your homework for today is to make those two lists. Yeah. And the things under your control, do something about that. The things out of your control, give it to God. Mm-hmm. Um, that really is a good prescription mm-hmm. for things that we're anxious and worried over. Um, I'm going to quote our verse for us, mm-hmm. and then Robert, why don't you pray for yes. us? Uh, so let me remind you of our verse for the series, Romans 12, 2. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then 
you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. That's Romans 12, too. Let's pray. Father, would you help us uh, not not just to, to think about or to nod our heads and go, yeah, that's, that's, that's true, that's good. Um, w- would you help us to live this out? Uh, for some of us, we need to make a list. God, would you bring those things to our mind that, that we're worried, that we're ang- anxious about? And God, would you give us clarity to know what's in our control and, and what's out of our control? And God, even as we go through this exercise, even as we, we make that list and we begin to, to divide that out, um, God, in advance, we acknowledge that, that ultimately, God, you are in control. Uh, ultimately, God, you, you love us, you care for us. Um, and if there's something that's not good in, in life right now, there's something that's not good in our world, uh, it's because you're not done redeeming it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, God, would you help us to, in the midst of whatever it is that, that's going on, would you help us to be grateful for the work that, that, that we already see, uh, for the redemption that, that we already see, for the, the beauty in the midst of the pain and the, the trial? And God, we, we thank you for that. God, thanks that the story didn't end with our rebellion. Um, but God, you've, you've pursued us. Um, Jesus, you've, you've given everything uh, so that we might be redeemed, so that this world might be made right, uh, so that our relationships might be made right with you and with the people around us. And um, God, we're so grateful for that. There's so many things each one of us have to be grateful for, uh, and that's at the very top of the list. And so God, thank you. And uh, I pray the Holy Spirit, you would guide us as, as we work to think about what we think about, and you would lead us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.